coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio in Woodstock, Georgia. This is Fearless Formula with Sharon Klein. Welcome to Fearless Formula on Business Radio X, where we talk about the ups and downs of the business world and offer words of wisdom for business success. I'm your host, Sharon Klein. And today in the studio, we have the owners of Ants Construction Services. They bring your construction visions to reality. Each project is tailored to the wants, needs, and dreams of each client. And if you can dream it, they can do it. Please welcome Anthony and Tracy Latronica. Hello, Sharon. Good to see you again. You too. Did I have that intro when we were here last time? I don't think you did. I don't think I don't think the website was up yet. Yeah, so how nice. (laughs) I just want to say welcome back. It's been a full year. Uh, Unbelievably. Unbelievably. So cool thing about this show today is that we get to talk about what it was like for you to be here a year ago when your business, Ants Construction, was brand spanking new, which was fun for me to ask questions to you too. Like, how do you feel about this big endeavor you're about to go on? That was awesome. But now we have a year under our belt. And I say us, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm a collective we. <laughs> you are. You're a part of us. Oh, thank you. And so, um, yeah, I really, I'm excited to have you on to see what your journey has been like. And I know it's had lots of ups and downs, just the cra- like what the show is about. The crazy thing is, is last year we weren't even called Ants Construction Services. So that's an indication as to how much. It was Ants Inspections. It was Ants Inspections. So our entire business has changed, pivoted in the year since we were here last. So. Lots, lots such to talk a surprise. about. Such a surprise. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so in the beginning, the notion was that the business would be, you'd be working with um, um, different builders as well, right? And then personal inspections for homes and buildings. And so let's talk about how that changed. So at the beginning, we were focusing on home inspections and mobile crane inspections. And those two things are things that we still do. But very quickly, um, right off the bat, Anthony was had people reaching out to him for construction projects because he's ha- has a 30 year history I saw of on your websites over th- like 30, over 35 years worth of, 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 of knowledge. Experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's very valuable. And so as soon as he was out on his own, people were, Hey man, you know, can you come help me with this drywall project or Hey, can you build me a deck? And three, four months in, we had done like one inspection, one home inspection. <laughs> wow. And we were just so busy well, with the construction. You can't, do the inspection and the work as well. Right. And there's more, more lucrative to do the work. So so if you do an inspection, a, ho- a pre-purchase home inspection, you can't then do the work. It's a conflict of interest because you'd mm-hmm. be saying there's a bunch of stuff wrong, so you would get the work. Or you would say it's all fine when you did the work. R- right? Fair enough. <laughs> a, I didn't even think about it like that. But, yeah, it's a conflict. <laughs> that looks great. It, it's a conflict I'm of interest here. for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, the inspector isn't the one who does the work. Got and it. so, yes, the, 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 the inspections are less lucrative individually. And so, yeah, we, we had to change the branding because people aren't going to hire Ants Inspections to build a deck. But people will hire Ants Construction Services to do an inspection because an inspection is a, is a, a, a service. A service under mm-hmm. the construction umbrella. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're going to make that work, um, you have to have a lot of inspections coming in. And it wasn't happening, especially with the with the real estate the way it was. I mean, it's turning around now, but it was at the time nobody was. Selling. That's true, right? Because it was a year ago, still pandemic ish. Yep, ish right? yeah. adjacent, Adja- pandemic adjacent, <laughs> adjacent. One of my favorite words. There, there were still effects from it. Let's put it that way. Right, right, and so 
you're finding, okay, well, we need to be making this money. Like this, I'm just thinking logically as if it were me. Okay. I need to be making this money. If someone hired me to do voiceover stuff, but I'm only getting books. Well, I'm going to do books. That's it. You need to be making the money. Yep. But yep. you don't, but you wouldn't turn down the, the voice, the, right. the commercial, the easy, right? right? So you have to be very flexible, which I think was a transition psychologically for both of us. We've been so um, consistent in our industries prior and had been working in the same industries for decades to come into your own business to where you have to bend and kind of flow with the changes was something that you had to have kind of a little bit of internal dialogue about, like, don't be stubborn. <laughs> it doesn't matter if this isn't what you you thought next week was going to look like. This is what next week looks like now. And, and, and just adjust and adapt. Boy, how difficult that is when it already takes so much bravery and certitude in your own skills to even start a business. Fearlessness, one might say. Oh, well, fearlessness. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that's true. Okay, so I had um, a guest on the show last year that has a um, like a bakery that she had opened right before the pandemic mm. ended. It's called Bananas and Beehives, and Lori was just wonderful to talk to because she um, – was asked to wholesale and she's like, I'm not a wholesaler. I have a biz- a, a building. Come visit me. But she was constantly asked enough of that that she started to wholesale mm-hmm. and she didn't want to do the pivot. It was a fight. But then that actually has become more important with her business and has grown her business exponentially um, since she agreed final- or surrendered, I suppose, is a good way to look at it. And I always thought, how interesting is that? Because her initial thought was just to have like a little downtown Canton bakery yeah. and people would walk by and get coffee and some, you know, croissants. And now she's in all kinds of different places all around the city. And had she maintained that stubbornness, she may not be as successful as she is now. Just right. w- one day too long of holding on to those ideas and you're going to lose that opportunity. That's exactly what I'm thinking is like what happened with you is the you're, you're fighting to do what you know you signed up to do, but now mm-hmm. the requests are different yeah. and your need is, is different. Yeah. So, so okay. Supply and demand kind of thing. So you started doing more of the construction part of it. And then what happened next? I know there's not like an exact linear sort of progression, but I imagine you were like, all right, well, then how are we going to change and adapt? Um, the initial thing was just the legalities of changing the name. Um, it's, it's, that's a process in itself and it's not super difficult to do with the government. You file a form and you pay 50 bucks and Mm -hmm. they change the name, but then you realize, Oh, my email address (laughs) and my website and my shirts and my hats, you might have a few gray hairs business business cards, right? And so everything, everything, everything. It, it's like changing your, your, your phone number, it, you know, <laughs> when you get, or you you lose your credit card and you have to reapply <laughs> for a new one. It, everything's attached to that credit yeah. card. And then you're just like, Oh my gosh. When you get married, right. When Anthony and I got married, I didn't want to change my last name. I was so stubborn about it. And then a year later I gave in and changed my last name just because of the obvious connection I had with him and him and our children. And I didn't realize what a pain in the butt that would be. <laughs> Right. Like yeah. there's a reason why you hold on, even if you're divorced, you hold on to your married name because it's a pain in the butt yeah. to change your name on everything, your bank documents. And so it was just like that, just from a logistical standpoint. Of and then you changed your, your logo, right? Logo had to change. The The aunt has, has changed. Um, it was just a little drawing in front of a house that, the, that our son had designed before, but 
we've upgraded that. And he's got his little construction hat on there. He's got his hard hat on. Yeah, his hard, hard and he, hat. Thank you. And he looks very cute and approachable. <laughs> just like you guys. Just to counter. The yeah. Visible- <laughs> yeah, that's me. So when Anthony walks up to a, a, a you know a, an older woman's single woman's home, mm-hmm. she's not as intimidated to see this creature walking up. And, How that's strategic. That was know? smart. <laughs> He's got a cute ant on this on his shirt. He can't be too scary. No, not at all. <laughs> and, then, and and so we also talk about um, the fact that that sort of took over more of of what your business was like. But were you prepared for? what that was going to do for your own skill set. In other words, you were prepared for one part and now it became something else. So did you find that you had to amplify different parts of yourself or realize this isn't how this works for me? I, I can't do this kind of thing. You know, what's crazy is I always thought that Anthony had every tool in the world, right? Every hmm. tool that anybody could ever need. And you know, we've known each other for a while. If somebody needs something fixed, they call Ant, and he's got the the supplies, the tools to do it, and the amount of tools we've had to buy. Oh no, really? <laughs> over the past year, that because every job is different. You know, if you're if you're a decking expert, you have every tool that you could possibly need for a deck. But we do decks and floors and walls and ceilings and you know exteriors, interiors, all of it. So you have to have all of those things on hand, and you have to be skilled at all of those things. You usually don't realize what you need until you're on the until job you're <laughs> and then you're yeah. like um we didn't we didn't bid for this but what, here we, we gotta, go we're gonna we're gonna need this yeah and that's part of the that's part of the development yeah. i think of the first year is is putting all of your money back into the business mm-hmm. in in marketing and in your to in your tools and your supplies and hopefully that slows down when it comes to your expenses and you get to the point where you have to buy fewer supplies but if you were to open your your your, your um attendee that you were just talking about for the bakery yeah she i'm sure had to buy everything in order to get started and uh at at some point you you finally have everything you need and yes things break and you have to replace them but we've gotten to that point where we've got a full shop and a full trailer and so i think for right this moment. That's what you think. Uh-huh. No, for right this I moment. need more tools Where's, right knock now. Knock on the wood. Knock on that table. Wait. No, I, I like tools, all right? Oh. We'll be at Home Depot on the way home. <laughs> you also do epoxy, which is really yeah. cool and a totally different kind of skill set, I imagine. Yeah. And we had never done that before. And we were so lucky to have a client that trusted us. And we were very, we're very transparent people. And we communicated with them that this was our first attempt at doing this, but we were confident that we would be able to follow the instructions given by the supplier. And we gave them a very, very reasonable rate. You got to mention the supplier, Epoxy Masters. That's right. Epoxy (laughs) Master is a supplier. Um, They started out as a DIY supplier for people that wanted to do their own epoxy at home. And they've, they're, they're pivoting in, speaking of pivoting. Mm into being a supplier for installers and we're the the first and only supplier in the southeastern united states for epoxy master so we're getting to grow with them as well um which has been exciting how did you find them like what what were the steps that you were able to build this relationship because that's valuable you know it's it's the inner you this is the internet yeah (laughs) you know you go on a search how do you install epoxy epoxy where do i get epoxy supplies and Eventually, we stumbled upon a boxy master, and they just their their family owned and operated as well, and so they showed an interest when yeah. when they saw the size of the job. That it was a two thousand square foot warehouse that we were doing, and so when they saw the size of the job, both owners separately reached out to us directly, Amazing. and they were like, "How can we help you achieve these goals? And what do you need?" Well, they started out also as a DIY. 
Right. That's what I, and so they already knew how to explain to people how to do it. And, mm-hmm. and we needed that as well. So that it kind of fit in. Now they're trans transferring over to this new company. That's yes. that, that's a supplier now too, as well. So, right. And it was way harder than we thought. I mean, way harder than we thought the actual installation mm-hmm. of the epoxy isn't hard, Yeah, but getting the floor, the surface ready for the epoxy was something that we weren't prepared. Now we know. Speaking of learning though, we, <laughs> we've learned that there's some better equipment out there. Yeah. Speaking of getting more tools um, yeah. that, that we might need to get a hold of. <laughs> You know, it's like, I don't know, using a teaspoon to get a bunch of soup from a pot into a, mm. a, a, a bowl when there's a ladle down the road that right. nobody's told you about. Right. Now we know there's a ladle. But that first time we, we were know. using a teaspoon, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> to do 2,000 square feet <laughs> with a teaspoon. Yeah, it was a lot. It looks great, though. It's beautiful. I've seen the you've building. seen it. Yeah. yeah. And you've done countertops, which are beautiful as well. And a yeah. house in Woodstock here, actually. That was fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Beautiful countertops. They look like um, marble or quartz or granite, whatever you want. The epoxy is so interesting because you can make it look like anything you want it to be. You could print a sticker and put it on this table here, mm-hmm. uh, a UV vinyl sticker, and then cover it in epoxy, and it would look like a candy coat on a on a car. Amazing. We, we did cornhole boards like mm-hmm. that with our logo on them. And, and you made those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Those and we're about those? to do some for the fire department as well. That's right. For 9-11, we're honoring a, a local fire station and building a cornhole set that's coated in epoxy with their insignia Amazing. on the boards. So we'll be doing that on, on September so 11th. Let's talk a little bit about that, how you are collaborating with lots of different companies and lots of different um, events and sponsors. That marketing piece is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week, constantly on your mind. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Opportunities to do, and you can never rest because we have the you know social media. And yep. um, what is that like for you, given that you obviously you initially started as um, Ant's Inspections, and now it's Ant's Construction, but that opens you up as well, not just inspecting houses, totally. but being part of a whole other uh, all the other aspects of building something. It is way more complicated and fulfilling at the same time. Um, oh, that's nice to know you've got the fulfillment part. I think with the marketing, the hardest thing to get past is you feel like you're not making money. So if when you're, you're if you go to an event and you're not building a deck or putting down vinyl floors or whatever it is, you feel like I'm not making money. I'm wasting my time today, but you're not. You're not wasting your time. It's so important. Those relationships. The relationships to show up and and support those people that support you. You know, you can't expect other people to refer you and vouch for you if you're not going to show up for them for their stuff. So do you feel like you're, Anthony, would you say your time is constantly divided between supporting other people who have that reciprocal relationship with you who would support you? Because think about all the different events that happen at night, right? Like you were talking about Governor's gun club recently Mm -hmm. um and then you've got a bike night that you all are sponsoring and was once a month i think yeah it's the second tuesday of every month tuesday of every month at the taco mac and hiram that's right and so do you find that that's true that you're you have to constantly negotiate your time this way oh yeah because it's 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 more important than social media when it comes to getting yourself out there because you're going to get a lot of work locally because you're going to be at these events. These people are going to see you. You're going to network. You're going to meet people. Um, and I've got, we've got more work from that than we have from the, you know, whatever thousand dollars we spent on our websites or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we're just getting that perfected as well. So we might see some more from that as well. But at this moment, just putting yourself out there and being at everything and, 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 
in charitable organizations, charitable events. I mean, like that, the nine eleven um, yeah. event that you're mm-hmm. involved in, and the bike night um, supports the Lawn and Turner Foundation, which is for um, kids and their family, kids with cancer and their families, and it helps them out in in a variety of ways. I think for Anthony, it's especially hard because. Um, he's, he's got tools in his hands all day for the most part. There's, there's definitely times that we have a crew on site doing the work, but because we're so new in the business, he's, he's hands on all day. So to be working all day and then have to come home, shower, change, and then go be social at a networking event. That's it's, outside. It's been harder lately hot. because yeah. it's really, it's really so hard. Right yeah. now. <laughs> it's been hard. Yeah. Yeah, every once in a while I'm, I can muster up the energy and I'm like, here we go. We're going to go do this. The here lately I've been going, oh, it's just oh. so hot. Yeah. Everything, so many things are outside. Well, yeah. we had to, you know, we had to, uh, it's, there's a point where it becomes dangerous in the heat. You have to watch out for your crew. Mm. You know, when there's a heat advisor you, and you have, a, you have guys on a roof, what do you do? We, we uh, just like it's raining. If, if there reaches a point where, and, and we'll say this to the client, ima- imagine that it's raining outside and the weather is prohibiting the progress today. And we'll come back on Monday when, you know, the temperature drops a little bit because the production doesn't even, you know, there's only so much you can do in 106 degree heat index. It slows you down quite a bit. Um, you know, there's things you can do. We, we I put up a tent. For us to, you know, our cut station and mm-hmm. we got fans that blow on us and, you know, we got those cooling shirts that we put out and there's a lot of things you can do, but at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do. That's right. And safety is so important for us. Yeah. So, um, it'll, it, it, has it gets to be, done. I imagine has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just had a, a person come to a Saturday, ask for help or we're supposed to help them tomorrow. And that I was like, this is going to be the hottest day of the year tomorrow. You know that, right? She's like, yeah, but I, I need to do this now. Can we wait till Thursday? And no, she said, no, can't do that. And so we, we split it up. We're going to do half a day for, you know, compromise, right? We're going to do half a day for her on the hottest day and then shut down right before it gets to the hottest point of that day. And then we're going to do the rest on Thursday. So five know. o'clock alarm, you know, yeah. to get, to get started. Yeah. But if you don't, another company will, that's right? it, you know, amen. And that's, that's been yep. what we've always said. That's where we are filling in is that there's a, a lot of contractors that don't want these smaller jobs. And one of the slogans on the website, as we're having it rebuilt for the third time <laughs> um, huh. is projects, big or small, we do it all. And that's super important. You know, even if it's a single day project, we'll, we'll do it. And a lot of the contractors, they want the, the big fish and they ignore the little fish. So that your average person who needs, I don't know, their closet door fixed and their, you know, kitchen sink repaired, the kind of handyman stuff is, I think, hard for clients to find reasonable, skilled professionals. And so we, we use that as an opportunity to kind of fill in the gaps in between the bigger projects. I'm the same yeah. way with voiceover too, because I will do a job that pays a hundred bucks. I don't mm-hmm. care. You yeah. know, I'm just happy to have the work. That's and it. But I understand that um, if I'm not going to offer myself at that point, some another person who's hungry will. Mm-hmm. So it's like the the fight, you know, but like you said, we were talking right before the show that when you do commit to a job that isn't paying you as much, you're working as much as you would if you were paying, being paid more, mm-hmm. but then you don't have as much money to show for it, but then you still have the work. What a struggle. I don't think anybody has that figured out perfectly. I don't think it's possible to, to know exactly 
how to um, know your worth in a financial way. Because if you're bidding a voiceover job, and I don't know anything about voiceovers, but okay. for $500, mm-hmm. and you really think you should get 750 but you want the job, so you bid five. For all you know, the next person bid 1000 and you totally could have gotten that 750 And then you're kicking yourself because maybe I could have gotten that 750 but But you well, agree. It's like, it. it's like a piece that I have where I, I have agreed to do this book. Yep. That's taking me three hours to do for 50 bucks. Fine. 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 I, I signed the contract. It's exposure. There is a benefit, mm-hmm. you know, in there for me. And that is, I can say I've done another book. Right. But for sure, that's not like the theme I want to have for my life. And I certainly would know that if that author were to come to me again, it would be harder for me to say, well, now I'm so much more expensive, you know, exactly. because so, then you're, you know, I want, I want to build a relationship and a brand for myself this way with these different people. So I imagine that must be the challenge, too. We went and helped a neighbor not too long ago hang a light on their outdoor patio, and we charged them a very small amount of money. They're a neighbor. (laughs) We were off, quote unquote, that day. We, you know, we went and helped them out, and they now have reached out to us three more times, which is great, but it's kind of hard to be like, hey, this time we've got to charge you the 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 normal rate, you know. <laughs> that Golly. was a one time, yeah. That was one just to time help you discount. Out. Yeah, I get it. And so we're grateful that they keep calling us, and they're very they're very agreeable to those terms. But it's a little bit awkward when you've given somebody a deal and they don't realize that you've given them a deal. Yeah, um, and you can't give a deal all the time. Well, in those that negotiating friend relationships. It's yeah. so different from professional relationships, too, I imagine. Would you agree, Anthony? Yep. yep. Yeah, negotiating friendships, friend, friend relationships. You While you're working, you yeah. know, and providing a service. When you're helping friends who are, we're lucky to have friends that reach out. And, and it's very easy to say, oh, we'll do this for you for $200 a day cheaper than we would do it for somebody else. And then the next thing you know... You know, you're they like, want you to build yeah. their whole deck in the backyard. Yeah. And, you're and locked shed. into that amount. You're yeah. locked into that amount. You know, and it's and 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 it, I've always thought about you know if you have a friend that is a hairstylist and you go and get your haircut, do do you expect that person to give you a discount? And if you do, this was something I I was thinking about talking about today. Is is there's three things to focus on as a as a consumer. Um, there's quality, there's timeline and there's price and you can hope for two out of the three, but you can never expect three. So if you want something done quickly and inexpensively, you're going to suffer with the quality. If you want something that's done high end, but, and you want it done quickly, it's going to cost you, you know, Mm -hmm. two out of those three. But I think a lot of times people expect everything Mm -hmm. and it's a competitive market. And like you said, there's somebody out there that'll do it, but the quality uh, undoubtedly is going to the amount yeah. of times we get called to fix other people who came in and just did a total crap job. And then I, we ask, well, what did you, tra- what did they charge you? And they tell you, you know, 1500 bucks. Well, this is a $4,000 job. No wonder. Yeah, well, there's a saying that says good work isn't cheap and cheap, cheap work, work isn't, isn't good. good. So mm-hmm. that's, well, if you're just joining us, we're speaking with Anthony and Tracy Latronica of ants construction services. And I have a question for you, Anthony. All right. What has surprised you the most over this past year? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I would say as far as, as far as marketing goes, Mm -hmm. how difficult that's been to figure out, to to navigate that. To know what's a return on investment kind of marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tracy deals with most of that, but I mean, I, 
I hear it when I get home, and I. I have, <laughs> <laughs> so you know. <laughs> so I, I, I'm yeah, and, and I but I also have to help her problem solve it because I'm the one that you know has to mm-hmm. benefit from that marketing to go out there and do the work. And uh, when we're slow and whatnot, it, uh, the, I, I've been very surprised at how hard that part of the of the business is. I mean. Other than that, I'm I'm aware of everything I was getting into as far as construction goes because I've done construction all my life. So, right, um, he's he's known how to do the actual work as as somebody under another person's guidance as far as the business aspect goes. And I know how to run a business, but that business is a restaurant. <laughs> so we've both taken our skills from before and pivoted them into business ownership, and it's just very different when it's your. Your money, your time, your effort, your heart, your blood, sweat, and tears, as opposed to working for somebody else. It just, it does change everything. You know, what's interesting to me is thinking that how you said that the most work that you've gotten has been through the uh, the relationships and the networking that you've done, as opposed to uh, something on the internet or social media. But what that costs you is so much more because it's your time and energy <laughs> and effort that's a huge price to pay as opposed to putting an ad, I don't know, on Google or something. Right. And you so know. it just takes a few minutes to put a social media post. But what's crazy about social media, and, and don't get me wrong, there's benefit to that. And of we've course. gotten jobs from that. But you'll see somebody post, hey, is there anybody that can help me um, screen in my back porch? And within 30 minutes, there will be 55 responses. Wow. And so how do you stand out in that way? And so that's something that I've learned. And for me, it's a direct approach. I tend to privately message that person. A lot of times it's women that are looking for the work done on on the home. Um, So I'll mention that it's a female-owned business and family-owned and operated and throw that discount offer and, you know, things, things of that nature and, and respond directly. But it's crazy how many people, it's almost like they have, and maybe they do, a bot set up to where as soon as somebody posts something with a, with a keyword, that they have an immediate response that says, give us a call. I mean, within 15 minutes, sometimes you'll see 30 responses on, 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 on a social media post. And it's just crazy. How can it be? How can right. you be just sitting there staring at it all day, waiting, waiting to respond? Maybe, there so is, though. Maybe they do. Yeah. Maybe they have somebody. Then that's do what they do. Do you want to be part of that? You know, yeah, we need that. <laughs> oh, then yes. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not really. I would much rather benefit me personally. I would much rather get the work other ways i'll still respond it takes just a second to respond but i would much rather get the work from a neighbor who um sees us working on an uh, another person's home which just happened last week hey we see that you're building a fence for my neighbor the fence looks great we saw your sign at the end of the driveway you think you can come bid, bid our fence too that to me is successful marketing somebody seeing your work recognizing it and wanting to choose you as opposed to you just being the first person in line on a post. Yeah. And the local work does help a lot Huge. at the end of the day. I mean, if you have to travel an hour each way to get to work, your job, which we've had to do a few that way, mm-hmm. it becomes very taxing because you think about it, you're going to lose two or three hours every day of your actual day because you're driving back and forth. You're getting set up, you're breaking the equipment down, gas, it, gas money. And so, yeah, it's, and you can't really upcharge all that. You can't say, well, because yeah. you live two hours from they, me, I'm going to charge Or they're going to find someone that does it yeah. 30 minutes away. So. The struggle is real. So yeah. it becomes an 11-hour day physically, mentally, and with your with your crew 
but you're technically billing for an eight hour day. But yeah, you can't say to somebody in uh, Dunwoody that, oh, you know, we're going to bill you for my drive time from Hiram. So when you can, when you can find that local job, that is so Very huge. Important. That's and so, why, that's why the networking comes in because mm-hmm. if you're, if you're doing the, uh, the social media, you, you could get somebody from Cherokee County. You could get, you could be all over the place. And when you, when somebody finds you locally at one of your events, you're going to be in your neighborhood most likely. So that's another payoff. And I mean, we're in Cherokee County right now. Am I correct? Yes. So this isn't so bad. It's when you have to go across the city of Atlanta, that's crazy. So we keep getting jobs and we'll do them. We'll take them. But in in Eastern Atlanta and we're West of Atlanta and, and you know, we'd much rather stay on, on, on the North and, and, and Western side if we could, but, but I'll still take it. We'll still take it. <laughs> say no. To, it's one thing I learned. Say no to nothing, right? Yep. You, you, you just, you still got to know your worth, but just make sure you include that somehow mm-hmm. in, in what you're going to be doing. So, you know, you know, I think about how important relationships are. Even just for me, I was telling you before the show, going to networking meetings, I've gotten work through that. And it's interesting as well that you mentioned that women are often the ones that are like, oh, no, we have a problem. I would like to contact someone because I just did a a voiceover for a local plumbing company here in Woodstock and they wanted a woman because the woman is usually the one calling saying I have a problem. And I had no idea there was that gender disparity there. Me neither. And 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 I knew that we were going to highlight being a woman owned business for I mean, there's there's just obvious reasons. There's grants, there's benefits of being a woman owned business from a logistical standpoint. But when it comes to the actual trust that you get from the client, if it's a female that's calling in, they love to hear a female responding, you know, and and um, I think that men hesitate to call in repairs or, or, or make the decisions when it comes to what kind of what color the floors are going to be. So they're like, talk to my wife. And, and, and we, you know, women, we, we're always supporting each other. That's something about fe- women in general. I love that. So, yeah, well, a lot of times when a woman calls into a company that's, that's run by men or owned by men, they get mansplained a little bit, especially mm-hmm. in the construction business. Right. So it's nice to sometimes for a, a female to hear somebody else. On. Do you ever mansplain to, to people? Is that a thing? That's, I never thought that's not my it. thing. No, oh. he's never been like that. I was going to say, thing. I, yeah. I don't picture you like that. But but interestingly, when I did have a plumbing issue, I did get kind of the let me explain to you how the world works. Yeah. And but the truth is, I actually didn't know. So I needed someone to tell me. But I never thought about the fact that someone can come in and having that gender as a factor at all in the way you relate. It's I don't know why it just never entered my mind. It's, it's a trust thing. I think that um, mm-hmm. you think about when you go to a mechanic as a woman oh. and you just are already assuming that they're going to tell you that you need blinker fluid, right? Or something completely <laughs> silly. Your flux capacitor. Your flux capacitor. Oh my broken. gosh, no. <laughs> and so with, with home repairs, renovations, it's the same way. You have some usually big, tough guy walking up, talking in lingo that you don't understand, saying words that you don't understand. By design. And, and that's that's not to discredit women for having knowledge when it comes to their surroundings. I don't mean that at all, but it just, it, it just is that way. And so it, it is nice to have, um, you know, Anthony presents a very trustworthy aura about him in general. And then for me to be the front line and have that conversation with the client, um, for the most part works. And I feel like I'm educated in, in the industry enough to know when it is a male customer or a more informed customer that I can still hold my own with the conversation. Um, but sometimes that it backfires, you know, sometimes a man, I feel like 
maybe we'll look at it differently when a woman's answering the phone with a construction company. But if that's the case, that's not the client we want anyway. Especially just this industry, speaking about this industry in general, because, you know, I look at Anthony, he's like 100 feet tall, (laughs) (laughs) this big beard, you know, big, badass looking man, you know, and then that's who your company, you know, that who's doing the physical labor. But then you've got you who's like this petite person and you're just like, hi. Hi. Yeah. Even though emotionally, it's the opposite. I was going to say, I was gonna say when, when, when the guys get on the phone with her and try and pull one over on her, that doesn't go so well for them. She, she's like, oh, really? Let, Let me, me tell you something. Good for you. We've been <laughs> yeah. lucky not to experience too much of that, but it, it does happen. Some of the marketing guys that were on the internet stuff was was trying that with you. Well, yeah, I, I would listen to it. And I'd just be sitting there like, I'm so proud right now. There's no way she's telling this guy. Yeah. I mean, we've been navigating, you know, what is the best way? I mean, is Yelp even relevant with construction? Because as a restaurant person, of course it is. But is, do, would would somebody go? I'd be curious to have people comment on your TikTok or on your social media after this show and let us know when you are wanting to have something done on your house, where do you go to find that contractor? Do you go to uh, just straight to Google? Do you go to Facebook and look for referrals or do you use a service like Angie's Leads or Yelp? And I would love to learn from your listeners in that way if people can comment as to how to direct us because Yelp is very aggressively. Yeah, and they're, they're- no, not many people go to Yelp. Well, I think I'm going to a restaurant, a restaurant. and I look at Yelp, yes. right? I don't, I don't or think a hairstylist or a makeup artist or a, a you know, I don't know. But what. what about Google reviews? I know how important Google so reviews are to that's every. That's where company. I'm at. I think Google it's is just more so saturated. I mean, I can I can argue every every side of You're it. You're right. right, but Google is so saturated. So even if you pay for a Google ad, there's still going to be people for lack of a better term, above you on the page that are paying more. We're not going to be able that, to compete would, with DR Horton. Is it DR? I always get yeah, that wrong. The, uh, you know, home builders. Yeah. Home builders yeah. That, yeah. that have a you know $10,000 a month marketing budget. We're not going to be able to compete with that. So it, that's my focus right now is is navigating that and figuring that out. Yeah. Where where do we spend our, our... I have a company that I think could um, help you with that. I actually had them on the show. Really? That'd yeah. be great. Big social marketing. They're here in Woodstock. Okay. And she was very helpful to me in helping me understand, even as a voiceover artist, where would my advertising dollars give me the most bang for my buck? She is mm. certified in Google searching. She's Google certified. I don't know exactly what that means, but it sounded amazing and I trusted it. So anyway, I would like to shout that out to you and to big social marketing that there are people I do know that um, specialize in all of the metrics and analytics that give you. So for example, are they using a tablet? Are they using a phone? Are they using a laptop when they need uh, a tow truck? They're using right. their phone most likely because they're on the side of the road. So it right. like it can. There are ways, I suppose, that I, if I'm, I believe I'm speaking correctly about it, that they can choose which device is actually the one that you want to be marketing to. And I've also speaking of things that I have no idea what I'm talking about. So when I'm talking to people, they can they can say words that I don't I don't know anything about SEOs or Google, you know, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I have to trust what people are telling me, which yes. is a dangerous thing it is. because they're trying to make a sale. They are. But what I've learned is that they can even, they can even look at when, and, and the person you were just referencing, I'm sure would be able to help me with this when they are on your website, where does their mouse hover? Mm-hmm. 
how long do they hover over this area? And if you're on a desktop, you tend to, your mouse is going where your eyes are going. And, and, and maybe that's an area of your site that you need to, you know, make more prominent. We would love that connection. Excellent. Uh, You'll have to set us up with her when we're done for sure. That would be wonderful. Yeah. All right. So another question. Um, what do you wish you, what do you know now that you wish you knew a year ago when you got started? What's Mm. like a valuable tidbit that you were like, dang it. Um, wish someone had told me. And I, I apologize in advance to anyone (laughs) who does this for a living, but in my personal experience to not, um, trust a, friend buddy freelance individual website designer and to go with the tried and true you know go daddy somebody who's got it all laid out we're on our third website build and the first two and once again i'm so sorry if those people or anybody else is listening i I believe that their intentions were good they're people that we had relationships outside of this aspect of work but the amount of time and money and just lack of completion that came with that has cost us a lot of money and a lot of lost time on on the website. So when it comes to something so important as your website or your trailer or your truck, right? Those are the times that you go with the big guy. And the times that you can use your friends are for maybe the little bit more nuanced things, um, and, and, you know, uh, I, I feel kind of guilty for saying it, but no, it's the truth. I remember our your... website's still not done a year later uh, because you. of that. Got you. So, okay. <laughs> so spend your money where you are finding the most important aspects of uh, the way that you're getting your name out there is worth the investment. Just get, once again, you get what you pay for. Yeah, and and I think that when it comes to friendships, sometimes it's so hard to navigate in business because they do want to give you the quote unquote homie hookup, but then all of a sudden you're not a priority because they're they're making money too, so they prioritize the 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 higher paying, and you can't really fault them for that, except you know, <laughs> can can you ex- can you expect the same level of interest and care and deadline and boundaries? Within that friendship relationship as a professional person, too. I don't know. And you can from us. I can promise you that. And and so that's we expected this. We expect the same in return. So if if a friend were to hire us to do a job and we were to discount it because of our relationship, if anything, that person is even more important because it's somebody I care about and love and, and who's trusting us, you know, directly. But it doesn't always come back that way. You know, there's people who who claim that they can do things that they can't. And so don't always trust that. <laughs> what would you say, Anthony? Would you say that that's the same for you? Something that you wish you knew? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the biggest struggles so far is, I mean, I, I knew what I was getting into as far as the construction industry and the, and the, and the inspections and all that. Um, I just, uh, I share, I share some of her grief when it comes to that yeah. because I mean, and I think that people are trying to help you too. And I think that people will send you in a direction because they genuinely think that it's the right direction to go, but they don't really know. So then you're having to kind of figure it out the hard way. I don't really know how to, how to better explain it. So I I got you because um, some of the things that I'm doing professionally involve some of my friends as well. And, and there is a part of me that is very business. 
And it's not about the emotion really behind right. it and what our friendship means. It's more, okay, this is what works for me. This is what makes the most business sense. Right. I need to go this way, but I don't want to lose the friendship when someone's feelings get hurt. So that's, I'm trying to navigate and that how as well. Do you, how do you critique a, a friend who's doing something for you at a v- steeply discounted rate? How do you, without guilt, say, man, this looks like crap. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. When, yeah. when if it was a That's business, it. If, it was, if it was Apple, you would be on the phone with customer service saying, if you don't fix this by Friday, yes. I'm switching over to a Samsung yes. with no hesitation because it would be a, a an anonymous person on the other end of the phone. But when it's somebody you've known for a decade, you're like, hey... <laughs> You think that maybe you know the, the deadline that's two weeks past. You think maybe we could we could work on that, and you become all of a sudden more concerned about the friendship or the emotional relationship um, than your own well being. And so, when it's something that's super important, I I I would not go. I would go with trusted, tried and true, been around for fifty years company, and then let your friends help you out. There's plenty of room for us to help each other. Yes. in referrals and marketing and showing up for events and you know you you being at bike night is is that in itself is you helping us right so let's let our friends help us in those ways not in the make or break life or death lack of a better term you know decision making and it's parts. interesting because you didn't know that initially you thought, I thought the exact great. opposite so yeah, you, great. if you remember last year i was like the thing i'm looking the most forward to is is working with my friends who are also small business owners and having us help each other in this way and it ended up kind of biting me in the butt a few times so now we have relationships with other small business owners that are strictly professional we're friendly we 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 We'll message each other occasionally, but it started as a business relationship, and that's where the foundation is, and then a friendship can develop out of it. I think that the opposite sometimes gets a little bit complicated. I think as well, money is interesting too, because imagine you're um, you be, you blow up, especially as a result of this show. Okay, <laughs> you guys blow up so big and popular now. You're hiring a bunch of people. The people that you were friends with, you know what I mean, want to now, yeah, come along. To that and it's and I'm experiencing a little of that myself, which is terrifying. Yeah, because I'm I'm not a ruthless person. I right. care, but there is a division, so that's fascinating that you experienced it as well. I mean, have you ever referred a friend for a job at your place of work and then they show up and they are awful? <laughs> and that and that that's that the worst like feeling. That, yeah, so it's, it kind of is a little bit similar to that where where you you know you vouch for someone in your own sense, and then they show up and you're like, I don't even recognize that and so i mean luckily we're, we're we figured it out and everything's fine and the and the website isn't our primary driver of marketing anyway but um i might be able to help you out there a little bit i know some people who know people i would love to know my people, people can know. talk to your people <laughs> that, that sounds terrible i can't believe i just said that <laughs> sorry anthony go ahead uh, that's also uh a learning experience on way to drive your own business as well right so when you're doing work for your friends you make sure that you don't cross that line. You make sure that you ask them over and over, are you happy? Are you happy? Are you happy? Mm-hmm. Especially maybe even more than if you had a regular customer because maybe they're scared to express that. And so I, we have done some work for friends in the past and, and hopefully in the future as well. And I treat them, if not better than a, you know, a regular customer, 
um, at least equal to. So yeah, I mean, a random customer is going to let you know if they're not if something's wrong, and it could be something Correct. small that you just overlooked. You know, you for, you forgot to put caulk on a on a nail hole on a baseboard. I mean, it could be something small. You hope, but if I was if we were doing your basement and you saw that hole, I don't think that you would call me and say, "Hey, you missed a hole." I think you would just let it bug me, bug you. I'd fix it myself. And uh, and I don't want, that's not what we want, exactly. right? We we want you to be able to say. So yeah, you push them to say, hey, are you sure? You're are you sure? Before I go, <laughs> Before come, I come check this out. So yeah, it's a learning experience. All of a sudden, that. Sharon will be calling, what kind of caulk did you use? <laughs> Why are you asking that, Sharon? No reason. No, is there a brand? Give me a picture. <laughs> no, I love everything. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Just curious. Um, question for you, Anthony. What do you think your fearless formula is? Do you have a fearless I, formula? I've only solved part of the equation. <laughs> I said my formula is incomplete. Uh, it's, I mean, like we've pretty much said everything that we've learned so far, and we're still we're still struggling somewhat. So it's not a complete formula, but the marketing is big. The interaction with 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 clients is big putting yourself out there, putting the, the branding, say, you know, the, the little ant, even just, just having that out there and putting that front forward on my truck, on my trailer. It, if you go to home Depot and you see, and I do, I go in the mornings, I see five different companies representing at home Depot, but they just have, you know, Bob's construction. They don't have any logo. I have a logo. You're going to remember that more than you're going to remember Bob's construction, Bob's construction. Right. So there's, you know, there's, Things like that that are that I'm learning as we go help complete the formula, but I don't have the formula yet. The fearless, sure. the fearless formula being like, how do you overcome your insecurities and the doubts that you have? Being an aspect of it as well, right? Like, how yeah. do you, I would agree with both. Yes. And, and yeah, and we we, we, you we still don't. have that. I mean, I, I would like to say that that um, we're successful. I mean, we're busy. We're still here. Uh, you know, the bills are paid. We we're doing we're doing. Well, con- considering, you, you know, the yeah. things that have changed over the past year, but how do you stay fearless? You don't. I think you embrace the fear and you and you trust your gut and you, and you, you just have to, I don't know, take a leap of faith every day and just, you know, try or your trust yourself. It, yeah, I think, I think you lose, if you lose that fear, you, mm-hmm. then you lose. You're complacent. Yeah, you become complacent and you lose some of that drive that, behind that fear. I mean, you think about it. Fear makes you do a lot of things that you wouldn't normally do, right? So, I mean, as a mother, right? You're you're afraid of of making sure your kids are safe and taken care of. That that fear is on purpose. So you tend to your children. So the business is like our our, our kids are grown. So the business is like a baby that we had late in life, <laughs> and we're like not like we we're not exactly sure if the we're feeding it the right formula to to use upon, but you know we're going to keep an eye on it and make sure that everything's okay. And so the fear, I think, is 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 like it's you just said, that's factor, a good point. Driving Without factor. it, maybe you're doing something wrong. You're not pushing yourself enough if once you're not afraid. You, once you find the answer to something, you need to be thinking about the next thing to find like the answer that. to, or you're going to not you're not going to grow. You're going to, you're going to just stay complacent. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be working on my hands and knees the rest of my life. I would like to eventually run and operate a company. So to me, that's a fear in itself is like, okay, I've got to get this going. And so I guess there is no formula to get rid of the fear. Just it's having the fear might be part of the answer. 
I like that what you're talking about is something I'm trying to tell myself a lot these days. It's like a message I keep getting over and over is that I don't know what the future holds, but I do believe that I have the ability to figure it out, figure out what I need to do. That's right. important. And so that's something that I feel like you're saying, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, we're going to face it every day and just deal with what comes. And you know that you will have resources or people or someone something to help you figure out what to do. Next. And, you know, we of course have each other and, and having Very a business sweet. with your spouse is, has its own challenges, but at the same time, it's really nice to have somebody that is going through it with you that has the same fears and the same concerns and the same excitement and the same pride. Um, you know, and every day is, it's just, everything's different every day. And so you think that you have a plan of what next week is going to be like, and now it's going to rain on Monday. So, which is, which we're so excited for. We're going to dance in the rain because it's going to cool the entire Southeastern United States off. And so we're really stoked about, but shoot, now what do we do? Because we've got a schedule. And so we were talking about this today, these conversations, it's just all the time. Okay. So do you push everybody back? Do you domino your entire schedule for the next month? Or do you tell that poor person who, who landed on rain days? We're going to have to work you in. Right. So how... How do you navigate the weather? I mean, you, if you would have asked me that a year ago, what are you going to do about the weather? I would Who knows? Look, we're going to be crazy. inside. We're going to be <laughs> doing a, an inspection, inspection. inspection. inside. Yeah. This kitchen looks great. Yeah. Right. It's pouring out. It's pouring out. Who cares? Yeah, no, it matters. And this is my final question for you. What would you tell someone who's getting started in the same industry that you are in right now? Um. I think that my biggest advice, and you can think about yours, I guess, because since I keep jumping in, but is um, to communicate clearly. If I could get into the brains of our um, suppliers, our clients, our subs, meaning our subcontractors, just talk to just talk to each other. So if something's not going exactly the way that you thought, let the client know. I mean, if hey, this is taking longer than we expected, or um, you know, this issue has arisen. Or from a vendor perspective, there's a delay in shipment, you know, just communicate and everything's going to be all right if everybody just informed each other. So if you're thinking it and it affects somebody that you're working with, communicate it would be my would be my advice is just to be open in communication, not be afraid to let people know your concerns. What's the what's really happening and not try to cover. Don't cover it. it And your reputation will thank you for it. Well, thank you for it. Well, that builds credibility. People on our reviews will say they have mentioned that before is the clear and concise. Hey, we thought that, you know, this mold wasn't going to spread beyond this wall. Come to find out when we get into the next room, we we see a presence of it as opposed to, oh, shoot, we didn't bid it like this. Let's just put some dry. No. Yeah, I'm Let gonna, the customer make the decision. One of those ways of communication, of we got an app that we use called Company Cam. Oh, yeah. It's really great because I'm able to take pictures that aren't saved to my phone. They're saved to a cloud. And it's really great for a customer, especially that, that maybe it's not their full-time home. And so you can send them photos of what of the progress as it's coming along. And that that's one of the biggest, I think most people are grateful for on, on our part, is that we – continually show them updated photos of, uh, and using that company cam, you can create their own little folder and, and send it to them straight off the cloud. So if somebody's reinsulating your basement and you're at work and yeah. you, when you leave, you had your old drywall. And then when you come home, you have new drywall. You don't know what's going, what happened in between. And so we are really big on photographing every step that's behind the scenes to show you, Hey, this is what we saw when we tore the wall down. This is what 
this is what the new insulation looks like, and this is what the new drywall looks like. Because the customers, otherwise, how would they know? You, you know, there's you can feel taken advantage of, and I think it happens pretty frequently that people are taken advantage of because a lot of the things are happening that you can't see. So you're just trusting, like like keep saying a mechanic, you're just trusting that the mechanic fixed the problem and didn't put a used part in. It's also they, important for documentation purposes as well. I mean, when, right. you, when you you say I did this behind your wall, and you say, "Oh no, you didn't." You say, "Oh yeah, I did." Here's your photo. There was there was a um, a Time customer stew. that we had that um, we retrimmed out one of her posts for her porch, and it was a complicated trim job. And when we got to it, we took photos of it before we got there, and we took photos afterwards, and it looked exactly the same as when we arrived, except for without the rotten stuff in it and repainted and everything. And she was like, oh, no, it's missing some here. And, well, what that was the way it was when we got here. Here's evidence, please. Right. Uh, yeah. You must have been so happy to have that, that. photo. Imagine you know? having to open that wall or something to prove that what you did. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And, right. So, yes, that's a, that's a great mm-hmm. point, Aunt, is to protect yourself. And mm-hmm. if something does come back to you or on you, somebody tries to blame you for a future problem – you have that documentation. This is a, here is proof that it looked like this. Even even a picture of the surroundings, because there could be a hole in the wall that they blame you for, and you say, yeah. uh, "Actually, here's the photos, the walkthrough video that we took that's, on our first assessment, and that hole was already there." My that's, goodness, that's, that's where the company camp comes in handy because you got a thousand pictures for each job, and it's it allows you to break it down and store files for each individual job that's not on your phone. It's not bogging down yeah. your phone; it's yeah. in the cloud, so yeah. you can share it. What you're doing is you're talking about credibility and reputation, mm-hmm. right? Right. Those yep. are the main things to protect yourself if you're in, new in this business. Yeah, is to protect yourself with with your your work and prove that you did what you said you were going to do, and then also communicate. Yeah. Yep. Well, how can people get in touch with you? Um, Tracy T R A C Y at antsconstructionservices dot com a n t s not ant like your uncle and aunt, ant like the bug. A N T S construction services.com. That is my email. That's your website. Um, the website is ants construction services.com. The new one should be uh, live on September 5th. There, there is one that's functioning right now, but it's not our, our final um, social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, tw- uh, TikTok. I almost said Twitter and I don't have a Twitter. And then uh, the second Tuesday of every month, we are at Taco Mac Hiram hosting a bike night slash networking event. It's not just for bikers. Um, it's for small business owners in the area or elsewhere as well. And it raises money, as I mentioned, for Lana Turner Foundation. And uh, we have give- giveaways and prizes. And yeah, I've, been, I've been perfecting my Twitter yeah, you're Twitter. No, you're not you're Twitter. X. No, you're TikTok. it's TikTok. X. It's TikTok. Oh. I'm oh, sorry. TikTok. So I've been doing videos in the field like, okay, this is what we do on a hot day or little tips and tricks to do this, some of the construction. I only have a few videos out there, but I'm, I plan to step up my okay. game a little I bit. I am too. I pr- we'll make a deal. I need to do more of that as well. I just did a quick video before we got started, but I was like quickly, like almost threw my phone across the room. Okay, I did it. I did a video. I got <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's intimidating and, and, too. The, and then there's people that are just perfect at it and they're on it every day. Right, right. I'll yeah. get there. Yeah. I can only be perfect at so many well, things. Well, our generation is, is, this is all, this is, we've learned this. Yes. The younger generation grew up with this as, as a part of their life. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't used to being, look at me, look at me, look at me every five minutes no. of the day. So, so yeah, I, I'm out on a job trying to think of something that I can film and say, look at me, and that's actually useful. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it sounds like to me you've got your own fearless formula here. You're doing the networking, which even matters more than doing a little TikTok. But who who knows? Maybe we'll all grow together yeah. in this way. I mean, it's well, how how to quantify it, right? And that's exactly. important too. Like, where did you find us? Did you find us on TikTok? Which hasn't happened quite yet. But once it does, all of a sudden you're going to be doing more TikToks, right? <laughs> <laughs> you'll find out you'll, you'll get you'll wrap your brain around a lot better once you get some work you'll from have a selfie stick the next thing you know just ready to go <laughs> following me everywhere i'm not obnoxious a little backpack with a camera a drone just, uh, as i'm working we'll have our drone just hovering above you filming yeah. you all the time <laughs> well tracy and anthony latronica of ants construction services thank you so much for coming on the show and being willing to share what it's been like for you this past year i mean it takes a lot of of uh strength to be so vulnerable and i i really appreciate appreciate your being candid with me and and um, willing to share your knowledge that you wish you had known for someone else who I'm hope, hoping will benefit from it as well. Thank you for having us. And yeah, yep, we're open book. Excellent. We'll have you, what should we say a year from now? Let's set the date. Okay. We'll mm. see you in a year. We It'll should have a million TikTok followers. I was going to say, <laughs> Ant's construction conglomerate or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope for that. August Ant's construction. Aug- you know, August. That's yeah. true. That's it's what it all, is. A bunch it's of A's. Been. That's right. <laughs> um, well, also, thank you all for listening to Fearless Formula on Business Radio X. And again, this is Sharon Klein reminding you with knowledge and understanding, we can all have our own fearless formula. Have a great day.